You're listening to Death of the Reader. This is Herds bringing you to a tale of the unnatural, the supernatural, and the preternatural, all rolled into one spooky package. Coming in as the 15th most recommended murder mystery for this year's review season is Murder on the Way by Theodore Roscoe. Uh, A story of zombies, magic, impossible lottery mysteries, and above all, romance. Uh, now, when I was first recommended Murder on the Way by friend of the show, Jim Noy of In Gab We Trust, I really wasn't sure what to think. A pulpy murder mystery from the 1930s starring a bizarre undead roaming the moss-covered halls? This sounds completely ridiculous and kind of stupid. And then I took another moment to think about what sorts of movies I like to watch with my friends and poke mostly friendly fun at, and I figured that this would be right up my alley, actually, I think. Murder on the Way may sit low on the totem pole of this year's stories, but it is a roller coaster of hilariously absurd violence and plot twists that don't make half as much sense as they probably should. Allow me to explain. Theodore Roscoe is by no means a well-known author, but his pulpy murder mystery is part of a certain genre of fiction that is uh, endlessly entertaining. I think a cult classic might be the best term to describe the tome that lies before me now in studio. We begin the novel with a very simple setup. Our everyman protagonist, Edwin Edward Cartershall, alias Cart, is trying desperately to finish up a portrait of his charming love interest, Patricia Pete Dale, when a letter arrives informing them that one Uncle Eli, that being the uncle of Pete, has died and left their Haiti-based mansion, Mont Noir, in Pete's careful hands. Unfortunately, in a blinding twist that nobody in murder mystery ever seems to see coming, Uh, Uncle Eli has invited a large number of strange and probably nefarious individuals, including but not limited to an old Nazi soldier, uh, a mustache twirling deserter of the US military, my personal favorite, two characters who I can only describe as a racist caricature, and a punk. That last one is taken straight from the character list in the book. He's about as important as he sounds. The gatherers for the funeral of Eli are essentially told that Whoever manages to survive until the next morning while living inside the mansion will become its owner. And so begins a night of murder, mistrust, and mayhem as the local bumbling police led by Lieutenant Nemo Narcisse attempt to keep control of the situation. Spoiler alert, he definitely does not. The story almost becomes a parody of classic country house murders like And Then There Were None, which we also covered this year, with there being no question that whatever horrible, terrible fate awaits these self-proclaimed mourners is what they deserve for their past crimes. Much of what Pete and Cart spend their time doing is just surviving, but the reader can also begin to form a better picture of the why of it all as Pete and Cart kind of travel through the mansion and its and its grounds. The plot for this one doesn't end up being dramatically complicated, but at least it is consistent. There's a certain charm to it. Even when the topic of magic is brought to the forefront and witches begin summoning pistols from their britches, the novel maintains a level of consistency in its own insanity and indulgence in the violence and the strangeness of the situation. The whole scene is backed by the pounding of the drums in the distance, manned by natives of the island in which our heroes have become trapped. This is about as far as I can get without addressing the toadstool in the room. Um, (laughs) Due to the era in which it was published and the author's insistence on embracing the more abrasive tropes of pulp fiction, the story has far, far, far too much racism in it for my liking. It makes it difficult to recommend, even if I did enjoy the story for its merits. It's the same quality that makes it so entertaining that makes it hard to swallow in the end. 
the characters of the widow Gladys and her son Toadstool, these both being major characters and of color, of course, um, they in particular are described physically and, and behaviorally to be as abhorrent to the reader as possible. And they are both physically and emotionally abusive towards each other. And the other characters of color aren't too much better. The natives on the island are either stupid, bloodthirsty, or both, although I do have it on good authority that Roscoe traveled to Haiti in order to research voodoo for this text, something that does come across with some authenticity, thanks to the effort that he's clearly gone to. I think it is less a product of intentional racism and more of taking the tropes to the extreme and not rolling back when we begin to charge over a cliff, though the viewers we fall is spectacular. Murder on the Way is a novel that I greatly enjoyed reading as a piece of murder mystery history, and it was the first novel on Death of the Reader, which we got to read along with a guest expert, Mr. Jim Knight, who was always welcome to spend a night in the Death of the Reader mansion. <laughs> I would like to recommend this text to anyone who enjoys a sprinkling of insanity along with their murder mystery and who can ignore some of the uh, mistakes of a writer of a bygone age. You're listening to Death of the Reader, so please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our other recommendations. We can only go up from here. This is 2SCR 107.3.